this episode goes out to Brof Dog, the Brofinator, Brof Dizzle, because uh, my brother's in the military, and sometimes he comes home and he beats me, and he knows what that means. Also, I like Taco Bell. <laughs> you know who else likes Taco Bell? Eminem. Yeah, you might have heard that in the year 2000. So we have good news today. I'd like to keep it uh, optimistic and then also heckle the optimism. (laughs) From the Washington Examiner, a federal judge placed a permanent injunction against President Joe Biden's pause on federal oil and gas leasing in 13 states following up on a temporary injunction placed on the Biden order last summer. U.S. District Judge Terry Doughty, a Trump nominee, ruled late Thursday that the federal government may not stop issuing leases on federal lands and waters in accordance with the pause Biden ordered during his first week in office. Doughty's order said federal law requires the Interior Department to carry out lease sales citing the Mineral Leasing Act, which requires the department to hold sales, quote, where eligible lands are available and to do so at least quarterly. Dowdy had already put a preliminary injunction on the leasing pause in June 2021. The Biden administration has since carried out one offshore lease sale and one series of onshore lease sales across various states pursuant to the preliminary injunction. But see, they go on the they go on the news and say, oh no, these high gas prices, it's somebody else's fault. Somebody I just I I don't get I mean it's it's a great thing. This is this is the heckling of the positivity part I was talking about. It's a good thing because this is gonna bring gas prices down just in time for the midterms, eh? What a coinky dink. Because, see, it costs a lot of money to start drilling. So when Biden comes in and cancels all the leases to drill for oil, then even though there's just this, there's was a preliminary injunction in June of last year, June 2021, it still creates a lot of hesitancy for these oil drilling companies Because they don't know. I mean, it was just like how they closed down all of the small businesses during COVID. Like, what kind of incentive does that create for you to go out and start your own business? You want to open a bar. You want to open a restaurant. This is the most common form of of small businesses or or the most common, I should say, small business loans. Are you going to go take that leap? When you just saw the government go through and destroy everyone's small business venture two years ago, you could make the same argument for starting a new oil drilling operation. A judge puts in a preliminary injunction and we get one offshore lease and one onshore lease. Or one series, whatever that means. But now the news gets pushed out 
pre-midterms because, well, because, I mean, the fact that this is even happening is because the left and the Democrats realize they're totally screwed. Liz Cheney just lost her election by 40 points and hooray, she deserves it. She is the scummiest of the scum. Let's keep reading. The new injunction, the permanent injunction, uses different language, enjoining the government from, quote, implementing a stop on new leasing. So this will create a little more confidence for the oil companies. Unlike the preliminary injunction, which was effective in all states, the permanent injunction covers only the 13 states that filed the initial suit against Biden's leasing pause. Those states are Louisiana, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia, where the drilling happens. Biden ordered a pause on new leasing in an executive order on January 27th, 2021, seven days after the inauguration. But it's Putin's fault, right? The order was to remain pending completion of a comprehensive review and reconsideration of federal oil and gas permitting and leasing practices. And I mean, that's another reason that the gas prices went so high to begin with, because these oil companies have invested all of this money in these, these drilling operations and, and the price of their product is set as a result. Okay. We gotta, we gotta recoup our costs for this drilling, but we can foresee that we're going to get to keep drilling until Biden's dementia ass rolls in and goes, ah, no more of that and screws them all over. So then they go, okay, well, we're going to have to raise our prices on the oil that we've already taken out of the ground because we don't know when we're going to be able to take it out of the ground again. And I know this is sounding like a infomercial for oil companies, but it's just the way it works. It's common sense business stuff. Republican states had led the charge against Biden's leasing pause, arguing it exceeded his authority as president. The Biden administration appealed Dowdy's preliminary injunction to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which paved the way for Wednesday's order of vacature and argued that the government has wide discretion as to how and when to hold lease sales. So not only did they cancel the lease sales, then they went to court and fought to keep them canceled. But it's Putin's fault. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen called the new injunction a victory, quote, in the fight against the Biden administration's lawless actions that are harming domestic energy development and increasing prices. Okay, the Biden administration is still going to have to agree to abide by this injunction. See, that's the thing. They overturn Roe v. Wade and then... Merrick Garland and the rest of the Justice Department comes out and says, "Now nah, we're not, we're not going to enforce those rules. We're not doing it. We don't like it. We don't like what the rule makers. It's oh, hey, we're rebels, baby. We don't care. We don't care what the man says. We're going to do what we want. And then the taxpayers are left holding the bag. It's the same reason that that uh, prosecutor in Florida got uh, suspended." 
by uh, by Ron DeSantis for saying he wasn't going to he wasn't going to abide by the the ruling. He's not going to enforce the law. So DeSantis came in and said, "All right, well, uh, you're suspended because homie don't play that." And he's now suing for wrongful termination or whatever. But there is statute after stout uh, after statute in Florida law that says he can do these things. Biden planned. Uh, Biden pledged to end oil and gas leasing on federal lands during his campaign for president, a promise he has been unable to keep angering his environmentalist base. I wonder how big that base is now. I wonder how that base likes paying $6 a gallon for gas. I always thought back, back when this was happening in under Obama, the economy was crashing and gas was $5 a gallon. My young, naive self was thinking, maybe we should pause the environmental bullcrap for a minute, get our ducks in a row, figure out how to move forward without crushing the average American. Is it a, is it a remarkable skill? Isn't it a skill that everyone has to be able to say, Hey, let's, let's figure out the solution. That's going to best benefit everyone while accomplishing these other things that we want to accomplish. You know, it's not even settled that oil is a finite resource. The idea that oil is a finite resource was put out by people who stood to profit from creating the illusion that oil is a finite resource. It's a simple supply and demand economics. If you can convince your consumers that the amount of this product is limited, you can charge more for it. And this idea is perpetuated through mainstream media companies that are owned, at least in part, by oil companies. And no one questions because they heard it on the news, but it's as questionable as evolution. We don't have any real proof, but some people who claimed they were smart said it was true. So let's just go along. eh? And now from foxbusiness.com in a related article, Biden approves largest oil gas lease sale in history. President Biden reinstated the largest oil and gas lease sale in U.S. history, essentially steamrolling the need for environmental review by signing the Inflation Reduction Act into law on Tuesday. While the Inflation Reduction Act includes several green energy provisions opposed by the fossil fuel industry, the bill also orders the Department of the Interior to take a series of steps to boost fossil fuel production 
on federal lands and waters. The legislation specifically requires the DOI to reinstate lease sale 257, a massive offshore oil and gas sale spanning 80.8 million acres across the Gulf of Mexico within 30 days of enactment. Cheap gas is on the way, peeps. Yeah! There should be no questions about the issuance of leases from Gulf of Mexico Lease Sale 257. National Ocean Industries Association President Eric Melito told Fox Business in a statement Tuesday, quote, the legislation is clear and mandatory. Congress has acted. The lease, the leases must be issued and the lawsuit must be dismissed, he continued. In November, the DOI held the lease sale, which generated more than $191 million in bids for 308 tracts from fossil fuel companies, despite criticism from several prominent Democratic lawmakers and environmental groups. However, a federal court blocked the sale in January, ruling in favor of a coalition led by Friends of the Earth and the Sierra Club that argued the Biden administration failed to properly analyze the climate impacts of the sale. The Biden administration opted against appealing the court's decision in March. The American Petroleum Institute, a group representing large segments of the fossil fuel industry, intervened and appealed on behalf of the companies involved in the sale. The case remains before a federal appeals panel. While reinstating lease sale 257 is a positive step forward for American energy leadership, the legislation as a whole falls well short of addressing America's long-term energy needs. Frank Machiarola, API's Senior Vice President of Policy, Economics, and Regulatory Affairs, told Fox Business in a statement. The API and several other industry groups penned a letter to House leadership last week urging them to reconsider the legislation. The groups took particular issue with the corporate minimum tax natural gas tax, and tax on crude oil included in the bill. In addition, several prominent Democrats who previously slammed new fossil fuel leasing on federal lands and waters voted in favor of the Inflation Reduction Act, despite their criticism of lease sale 257. Quote, After this disastrous lease sale was rightfully revoked, the Biden administration had a clear choice to make. House Natural Resource Committee Chairman Raul Grijalva, no, it's probably uh, Grijalva, Democrat from Arizona, yeah, it's definitely Grijalva, <laughs> said in March after the administration chose not to appeal the court ruling, blocking lease sale 257. Would they appeal the decision and continue to defend the previous administration's climate denialism and massive giveaways to the fossil fuel industry, or would they accept the ruling? follow federal environmental law and seize this rare opportunity to realign the Interior Department's offshore le leasing program with climate science. Quote, thankfully, the administration made the right decision. The Inflation Reduction Act also requires the Biden administration to hold three offshore lease sales it had canceled in May and ties new renewable energy leasing to mandated onshore oil and gas leasing. The Department of Interior declined to comment. See, this is why the left was able to 
convince Joe Manchin, the holdout Democratic senator, to vote affirmative on the Inflation Reduction Act. He gets a lot of money from big oil. So if he were to agree to this Inflation Reduction Act, which is a ridiculous name, it's just meant to trick you. He had to have these provisions in the bill to appease his donors and fill his own pockets because we don't have any good politicians left. Okay, that's not true. We have a handful. They are in the minority. And they're being demonized by the Department of Justice because they've done things like uh, denying the legitimacy of the election and making numerous other statements that go against the approved narratives that were being fed from the White House and through the mainstream media. And this is the big reason why you should be really concerned about the Alex Jones trial. He was completely lambasted. All of his rights were violated. He was charged huge amounts of money, illegal amounts of money because of Texas law in this defamation suit libel suit, whatever you want to call it. And the motivation here is to be able to come after anyone who questions the official narrative. Because the Biden administration has weaponized our institutions to go after their political opponents. And their political opponents are anyone who questions the official narrative. And now, whether you want to believe in conspiracy theories or not, you should believe that there is some obligation for these institutions to offer an explanation to us when the evidence doesn't pan out, when the story doesn't line up. What was the official explanation for the election irregularities? What was the official explanation for why... 400 officers showed up outside the Uvalde school while the shooting was going on, but didn't go in there and do anything. While that sick piece of filth was in the classroom killing kids, they were standing outside letting him do it. And we're not supposed to ask questions about that. We're not supposed to demand explanations. Biden comes out and says, oh, the, your gas prices are because of Putin. You know, like 60% of Russia's exports are oil. So if anything, I would say Putin is actually contributing to low oil prices. But God forbid anybody point that out lest they be accused of being a Russian agent. Do you think it's a coincidence that this is all happening now? Coming up on September 
midterm elections just a couple months away. So what are we going to do? Well, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same as the, co- the, the COVID crisis with the COVID mandates. Hey, we want schools to open up. We want mandates to be dropped. And we want, we want these uh, crazy authoritarian dictator governors to be recalled. And so what do they do? Go, oh, okay. Well, we don't, we don't have to wear masks. We don't have to do any of this stuff. We're going to drop the mandates. We're going to give the appearance of listening to our constituents just long enough to get reelected. And then we're going to put them all back in place and the boot's going to go right back on your neck. Thanks for listening. Share the show. Have a great weekend. I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.